The Israeli military is preparing to step up its offensive in Gaza. House Republicans will vote on a new speaker today. And we have an exclusive story about guns and schools. That's some of what we'll get to today on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Wednesday, October 11th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one. President Biden gave a speech yesterday reiterating U.S. support for Israel in its war with Hamas. Let there be no doubt the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and Democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. It's as simple as that. Biden called Hamas's attack an act of sheer evil. He also said American citizens are among the hostages held captive in Gaza and that at least 14 Americans have been killed since Saturday's terror attack. The death toll in Israel has passed 1,200 as bodies continue to be recovered from devastated communities in southern Israel. Israeli forces are gathering at the Gaza border. A ground invasion into the territory is expected this week. The Israeli military has called up 360,000 reservists for the fight. This is the largest mobilization since the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Meanwhile, in Gaza, Israeli strikes have killed at least 950 people so far. More than 260,000 Palestinians have been displaced. That number is expected to rise. And airstrikes have closed a border crossing into Egypt, which is the only route for civilians to escape the blockaded territory. At number two, the search for a new speaker of the House continues without a clear end in sight. Republicans held a two-hour candidate forum yesterday. Representatives Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise made their pitches to the party. Yesterday, Scalise spoke to reporters while walking through the halls of Congress. I've worked for a long time building coalitions and unifying our conference to get things done, advance our conservative principles and... We need that more than ever right now in, in a speaker. We need to do this day one. We need to get this done tomorrow, and we're going to run through the state. we got to, we got to get back on track. What's your plan we're ready to get back to work. Both Jordan and Scalise pledged to unite their party in Congress, but several far-right and moderate representatives left the closed-door session unconvinced by either candidate. That means the process of electing a new speaker could once again be lengthy and tense. Republicans begin voting today, but there's a good chance that neither candidate has enough support to win the 217 votes needed to officially become speaker. Our third story this morning is about George Santos. New charges accused a Republican representative from New York of identity theft and credit card fraud. Santos allegedly stole the identities of family members and used donors' credit cards to spend thousands of dollars. That's according to an indictment made public yesterday. Five months ago, Santos was charged with a host of other financial crimes. The freshman congressman now faces 23 counts in total. Despite his legal troubles, he reiterated yesterday that he has no intention to resign from Congress. A self-proclaimed child sex trafficking rescuer was accused of sexual assault. That is number four. Tim Ballard inspired the hit movie Sound of Freedom. It was about his work going undercover to rescue children from international sex traffickers. 
But on Monday, a lawsuit accused him of manipulating, grooming, and assaulting five of the women who joined him on his sting operations. The lawsuit also alleges that his organization, Operation Underground Railroad, was aware of his behavior. The organization has denied the allegations. Ballard has reportedly been seeking a U.S. Senate run in Utah to replace Mitt Romney, who's retiring. Number five is an exclusive story to The Washington Post. The number of guns seized in U.S. schools each day is soaring. 1,150 guns were found on K-12 campuses during the last school year. That's more than six a day on average. This is according to a Washington Post investigation. The number of gun seizures has spiked since the 2018-2019 school year. It rose alongside an increase in behavioral problems in schools following pandemic shutdowns. And the true number of guns found in schools may be even higher, since not all gun seizures are publicly reported. A loophole in an environmental treaty lets U.S. factories emit damaging gases. That is story number six. A factory in Louisiana was found to be releasing fluorinated gases, also known as F-gases, that damaged the ozone layer. That's according to a new report from a watchdog group. The ozone layer is a vital atmospheric shield that screens out radiation from the sun, and emissions of the F-gases which harm it are rising worldwide. That's despite the Montreal Protocol, a treaty which has phased out the use of these gases for the last 35 years. But the watchdog group says a loophole in the treaty means they can still be used to make other chemicals, leading to inadvertent emissions. Number seven is about a queen. But not just any queen. This queen is a fat bear. Yesterday, Bear 128, who is also known as Grazer, was voted this year's fattest bear. This is, of course, a part of Fat Bear Week. That's the online competition run by Alaska's Katmai National Park and Preserve and Explore.org. Grazer is known as a protective mother and a gutsy, beautiful blonde. She trounced a much bigger bear, number 32, a.k.a. Chunk, in the final. She won over fans with her ferocity. There was even a verb made out of her name. If you're a brown bear, you do not want to get grazered. And she's only the third female bear to win the competition. Post Reports did a great episode on the Fat Bear Week phenomenon. You should check it out. And just so you know, the winner gets nothing. Actually, none of these bears even know about Fat Bear Week. They're bears. You're all caught up. If you're liking the show, tell us what you think. You can write us a review on Apple or you can send us an email at the7pod at washpost.com. That's the number seven pod at washpost.com. I'm Jeff Pierre and I will meet you back here tomorrow. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. 
Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.